Hey, everybody. This is Chet Czar, your host, for another episode of the Dark Art Society podcast, episode 192. Today I am interviewing Geo Nakpil, who is a really amazing digital 3D sculptor. And uh, I'm pretty excited about this. Because since I got my Oculus Quest 2, I finally kind of took the plunge into um, getting back into 3D again with the uh, Adobe Medium program. So uh, I'm excited to talk to him about that and digital. I mean, I many of you know I used to do, I was all digital all the time for a few years there back in the late 90s. And once I got into painting, I kind of left it behind. And now all the tools are so amazing. I feel like, um, I don't know, I feel like I was a little too early to the party before. And now that there are all these amazing tools and all this amazing technology that now I don't have time to um, play with it. So anyway, I'm trying to get there. Speaking of which, I did do, I started this big commission um, 24 by 30 inch portrait commission that has been four years in the making with because of this extremely patient um, collector so that is a huge relief just getting that thing started I'm really uh, into it so I'm going to be live streaming probably most of that painting on my patreon which is patreon.com slash chetzar and i'm also going to turn it into a time lapse when it's all over and post that up there i posted a picture of the underpainting it's looking good so far um i don't know happy happy to get these start getting these things done um didn't get my update yet about from the book from um, uh, mackie on the book design but she says Wednesday at the latest, I'm going to get a new update. So um, I'm going to be able to post an update on Kickstarter for that. And that gets closer and closer. Uh, it's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. Just to get the stuff done is going to be huge. So anyway, I'm just trying to get back. This That's what's going on in my life. I'm just trying to get back in the swing of things and getting taking care of all the stuff I owe. Commissions, Kickstarter rewards my book, all that business, trying not to take on any, any new stuff until that stuff is all done. Uh, anyway, so yeah, let's see, let's get with, let me see, new subscribers, new subscribers. Okay. We got a deletion. Okay. Uh, here's a new Patreon subscribers. If you'd like to join and support this podcast, you can join Patreon at um, patreon.com slash darkartsociety. And you know, here's the other good thing about joining Patreon. Um, it's cheap, and there's a lot of other amazing artists on there, like Tom Taggart's on there, Mike Carell's on there, showing his you know uh, crazy life now. And um, But a lot of really uh, great artists I follow on here, Stu David Stupakis, a lot of people have Patreons, and, and many of them you can join for like a dollar. So you could, you know, theoretically spend like five bucks and have access to all this uh, exclusive content from five artists you love, you know. So um, five bucks a month. It's just, it's it's a great value, and uh, it's really been 
a game changer for me, just having that income from my, my Patreon every month. Anyway, if you want to support this podcast, patreon.com slash dark art society. And here are some new subscribers. Oh, you, and, you know, uh, you get in and um, I can't, uh, uh, overstate how great the Patreon, Facebook, the private, um, dark art society cooperative Facebook group is. It's really a great community. It's great. And it gets better all the time. Very active. So that's part of what you get aside from the early podcast and aside from just knowing that you're supporting something that you listen to and that you enjoy. Okay. So new subscribers, Franco Car Carlissimo, Carlissimo upped his pledge. Thank you, Franco. Uh, jo Josh Hardy joined. I want to have him on the podcast cause he's a really great artist. So, uh, um, I'm going to have him on. He's, he's, He's great. Josh Hardy, thank you. Um, Randall B. Perkins, the keeper of the new subscribers list. He upped his pledge. Thanks, Randall. That's cool of you. And um, Orzter, O-R-Z-T-I-R-R, -R -R, Orzter Studios joined. Thank you, Orzter Studios. I really appreciate that. Oh, you know, the other thing um, I wanted to mention, too, I guess since we're going to be talking about uh, VR and, and VR sculpting and digital stuff, um, like I said, I got that Oculus Quest 2 in November for my birthday and just, you know, really uh, was uh, changed my focus for a lot of things. It's really inspiring. <clears throat> I see the potential for doing great, great art stuff art-wise. But I got this game called In Death Unchained, <clears throat> which is a PC game, I believe, from, you know, two or three years ago or maybe longer. I don't know. But it's been ported to the Oculus Quest 2. And it is so amazing. I'm completely addicted to this game. It's a bow and arrow game. And you basically are going through these levels of hell and this old abandoned creepy castle and uh, some other dimension. And you get to kill evil monks that are trying to shoot you with bows and arrows and knights that evil knights that come after you. And it's so cool. It's so cool. It's so much fun shooting an evil monk in the head with an arrow at a distance. So that's what my latest little guilty pleasure is when I allow myself, you know, a few, uh, an hour, half an hour here and there to play, to take a break. I just thought I would mention that because that game is just, it's so fun. I mean, I really got into um, Arizona Sunshine for a while, and I beat that. And then I got to uh, into Super Hot VR, and I beat that. And those are really fun also. But um, I don't know. In-Death Unchained kind of takes the cake for me so far. I just think that all the, the artwork's amazing, and the atmosphere's amazing, and the gameplay's great, so... That's it. Okay. Uh, let's get on with it. All right. Here goes. We're going to now interview. I haven't interviewed him yet this time. I'm doing the intro before the interview, so I can't tell you how it's going to be. Normally, I do it after, but um, I had some time today. So so it should be a good interview. He seems like a really cool guy, and he's a great artist, so um, I'm excited about it. All right. Here we go with Geo Nacto.
Hello, Gio. How are you? Hey, Chet. How's it going? Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for being on here. I'm very excited to have you on. Um, I think you might be the first digital artist we've had on, like strictly digital. Oh, okay. Because I, I, I thought I saw Bayard, but he's pretty much like... Uh, Oh, Baird hasn't been on yet. He hasn't oh, been on. He I hasn't want, been here yet? No, no, he hasn't been on the show yet. I want to have him on. He's been oh, in the conjoined okay. show. Okay. I had, My bad on that one. I might. I mean, there may have been some photos. There's. We're at like this is going to be episode 192, so I can't. Rem, I can't even remember all the <laughs> interviews at this point. But um, there's definitely. I don't think we've had like a 3D oh, um, sculptor on yet, digital sculptor. So it's very exciting. Dude, that's that's an honor, dude. <laughs> if, if I'm the first on that, man, I'm like <laughs> your stuff is so amazing, amazing. Thank um, you, thank you. Yeah, um, I got. I don't even. I don't even know where to start. Um, I wonder if we worked on you because you used to work in the film industry, right? Yeah. I wonder if yeah. we worked on any any of the same movies, but like in different departments. I'm pretty sure, like I, because I was at a ILM for 12 years, and and prior to that, I was. Um, at ESC, working on the Matrix for about oh like, my God. <laughs> the Matrix sequels for I don't know if you were in you no were. no yeah um, so all in all I was in the film industry for about twelve years I think so there must have been at least one yeah. project you and I intersected <laughs> there must have been on something there unknowingly there has yeah. to be something I'm gonna I'm gonna research that after but all right compare um, IMDb's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so okay, so you know you you are um, primarily known as a creature guy, right? Or is, would you? I mean, that's that's the stuff I, you know I love the most that you've done. I've seen a lot of you know character work, I guess you would mm-hmm. call it. But you're like a you're like a monster guy. Right? Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, if if asking myself to like what what do I consider myself to be? I think it's. My, my my true love has always been creatures having grown up in you know probably the same era as you you know the 80s mm-hmm. and um the era of like uh like those prosthetic yeah and makeup effects the, the thing makers, and the pangorias yep. <laughs> you know the yeah the so john that, carpenters yeah <laughs> yeah so that that that's your influence that that's you're you're into all those movies and stuff back then Oh yeah, totally. That was um I think even more so than I mean Star Wars and all that stuff, mm-hmm. the Spielberg, the George Lucas stuff, obviously pretty big. Mm-hmm. Um but primarily like my uh I would even say I wouldn't even call it a mistake, but my my biggest <laughs> thing my, my, my parents uh, ever did for me was allowed me to watch all those films when I was still a young one. Right. You know, like, <laughs> the thing, yeah. Exorcist. Yeah. Um reckon the blob that you know I I didn't realize how just how violent the blob was until seeing like footage recently of 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 how, you know not not the 1950s but the the remake of That's the blob. A, yeah, that was the first movie I ever worked on. Like the first major movie I ever worked on. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh okay. I did the little Do you remember the little kid that jumps out of the sewer when he gets pulled under? I don't know if you remember that scene. Yes, yes, yeah. That was yeah. that was one of my characters that I got to Was design. that you? Yeah, yeah. Well, that had a that that movie in general. Had yeah, it an is really it is really violent. I it's watched pretty it freaking violent. Yep. Uh, and Life Force, you know, like just oh yeah, that Life era. Force. Yeah, uh, I forgot the name of the 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 woman there, the the naked vampire. That was like my first crush. Man. Yeah, <laughs> as far as I can remember. Man, I haven't seen that movie since it first like. 
came out in the eighties. But 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 that was I remember that was heavily covered in like Fangoria and yeah, you know, yeah. And, and stuff like that. I remember seeing a lot of um, that was like one of those that and Crawl. Remember Crawl? Crawl. That was another <laughs> one with the um, the shuriken, whatever you call that right. thing. Yeah, <laughs> the star that he would throw. The creature yep. work on that one was pretty cool, from what I remember. I mean, I have vague memories yeah, of all right. these films. You know, <laughs> I, know I, I like going back now and watching them because you have such a different perception of them. You know, especially after, with all the technology that's come since and how your eye has been trained yeah. to you know see things more clearly and uh you could you know it's 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 always i i love to i just watched uh i don't know if you've seen this this is a really weird one uh it's the one with the it's from the 70s though it's the underwater nazi zombies De- zombie lake no no not or it, unless that was an alternative title it, it's a uh, death uh, uh, death waves. Death waves. Death waves. I think that might have been because zombie. I was in the Philippines when I was young, so they oh, okay. Would I bet titles. you. Yeah, yeah. I bet you. I bet you it was. Because if it's lake based and it's a zombie, <laughs> well, okay. Were, were they like Nazi zombie SS guys with with goggles on? Because that's the you know. There's no other movie like that. I'm pretty sure. Maybe not. I think Zombie Lake was was it something then. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I just it's funny because I watched that after God, you know, so many years, and it's like really what bad. holds up though, like that really you watched recently. You think? Um, like, you know, except for the thing, which is, I mean, like that's like yeah, and it holds up. Oh yeah, still. absolutely. Um, you know, the I w- actually I did watch one of the things that I thought held up pretty well uh, effects wise was the Blob. Because I was mm-hmm. watching that recently for a, a pod, like a live, they were doing like a viewing party, and so I had to, I was like one of the guests on there, so I watched it again, and um, a lot of that stuff I thought still really held up, aside from some of the uh, like uh, green screen type, <laughs> like right, the edge yeah, yeah. edge of the mats, you know, stuff like that. But um, man, I can't think of a shit. I can't think of a horror movie. I I can think of you know other great movies from the 80s and stuff that i that i love that still hold up like i don't know if you ever saw with nail and i have you ever seen that one? Oh yeah that's yeah, like with nail and that's yeah. such a great movie it's such a great movie um but yeah I, I i i watch a ton of movies i have movies on when i paint so i'm just like oh not necessarily like, horror right like just but just like a yeah, smattering yeah, of, I, yeah. I mean i, I uh, horror is my base but i i do mm-hmm. you know the older i get the more i just kind of appreciate good storytelling yeah. and stuff you know yeah, um, yeah. so you know, did, as far as your your um you know were, were you an art kid were you drawing and sculpting or whatever as a, as a little kid was it kind of a natural thing or how did that come about yeah no i i was pretty much um one of those kids where my parents were worried about me because I didn't really have any interest in anything else. Like mm. I wasn't really good at anything else, maybe because I never really put any effort <laughs> into anything outside of drawing. Mm. Even art classes for me, I failed. Like it's wow. weird because, you know, you would assume or they would assume, oh, he must be good in art, in art class. Now nah, failed that too, like math, <laughs> biology. It was just I was very much into my own thing. Right. And whenever it came to like uh, regimented learning, like art history or this right. or that. You got to learn about Michelangelo. Like back then I was like, ah, I don't want to learn about it. I know, same, same here. 
<laughs> but when I had to learn about those artists uh, uh, for myself, that's that's when that's I think that's I don't know if it's a form of dyslexia or like some learning disability that I, that I had, but um, all that was was pretty hard because I was just pretty focused on not even art, but just kind of like my own world mm-hmm. sort of thing, you know? Right. But, yeah. Yeah. I can completely relate. Yeah, learning like art history and stuff like that, and um, is something that you know. I wasn't even really interested until I was probably like you know, in my thirties. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like it just never. Uh, old, you know, old masters paintings, which of course I love, and and it's and and I love I love the technique. It's like, even now, I mean, I can appreciate them. They're amazing. They're as good as it gets as far as painting goes, but. It's hard to relate. It's hard to relate for me to to these old paintings with people that I just feel like I don't have like a a real connection with. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. like and 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 I'm maybe I'm unsophisticated in that way, but it's like it, it never they never really grabbed me. Like the stuff that grabbed me even when I was a kid was like um, Escher, M.C. Escher. I yeah. always thought was just so weird and cool and Dali. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as like kind of um, traditional, I don't know, surrealist or whatever. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, but uh, you know, when you get older, you start everything. Cha- things change when you get older, and, and your tastes change for sure. You know. Yeah, it was about the same time for me too. Like in my thirties, where yeah. I started kind of like really getting into the techniques and more on the sculpture side of things because mm-hmm. that's that's really what I'm into. But um, yeah, it's funny how that is. Like it kind of hits you late in life you know? yeah even like different styles of music that i thought i would never you know i never yeah. would never like when i was a kid i like all kinds of stuff now it's just like it's like a switch goes off in your head when you get to a certain age and then another yeah. one goes off a few years later it's really weird but they always tell you the, the older you get the more like um kind of one track mind right right Stuck get, in- but i'm like no nah, I'm, I'm listening to like boy bands right now <laughs> Never even think about like I never got into boy bands, but I'm like BTS. Oh come on, man, they're so good. Yeah, I, I've. Uh, it's weird because in some ways I am completely stuck in my ways. You know, like the 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 music that I always go back to is the same as yeah. the stuff that I was really into. But I'm just you know, it's like I'm just adding to the uh, my my palette is is open more. It's like what I as far as the things I like. Um, musically mm-hmm. and stuff just because i don't know when you're i don't know so much of when i was young it was about like only liking what was cool or considered cool within you know yeah, this yeah, you yeah. know underground or whatever and then you get older and you're like fuck that's all a bunch of bullshit <laughs> <laughs> it's like kid stuff you know just like it's what tiring you like. pretending to act cool man <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> so were um did you go to school uh art school or anything like that like how did you uh, um, develop not talents. really any formal art school it, it was more out of like self-imposed necessity because like well you know I don't really um, know what to do in life so what makes sense is uh, you know I saw Jurassic Park and I knew how to draw and I'm like oh I want to do that mm-hmm. actually it was the abyss right like the, mm-hmm. that whole turning point in in computer graphics where it was because I really wanted to get into like um, the, the the practical practical effects field because that's, that's oh, wow. like my 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 passion. And then 
all of a sudden, you know, like the digital stuff kind of came, came about with uh, Abyss, Terminator. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, it's now kind of being like more human in representation. Like, you know, you get like human forms and stuff instead of like blobby water. And then freaking Jurassic Park, obviously, with 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 a T-Rex that yeah. moment, the raptors. And <laughs> I was just like, whoa, whoa, what is this? You yeah, know, that, like, that was the one where every makeup effects guy went, oh, my God, where it's over for us. <laughs> yeah. It's like always touched on like the documentary, right? Like, you guys are extinct. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man, I hope to God not because – even though I was so into CG, I really still wanted to be in in the practical effects field, and um, so I took like a course at a like a college in Toronto, um, like the quickest one I could find, you know, and, and it was like 3D Studio Max or DOS, even like wow. not even Lightwave or, or anything like higher end. Um, so I just kind of wanted to get rid of get get that out of the way and then like start it start working because deep down I kind of felt like well this is still based on art right like right. The, the professor that I had was they they were an artist they didn't they knew nothing you right. can't teach me anything you know because you don't know you know nothing <laughs> why should I listen to you it's right. just a formality <laughs> being there right so I just wanted to like get 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 that over with it was like a one year not even a it was more like not even a diploma, like sort of like a certificate. Hmm. And then I just started, um, yeah, trying to kind of like go for anything and everything that would kind of like I, I would come across like, oh, Toshiba shipping and handling. They do computers, you know, maybe that it is <laughs> yeah, right. like shot in the dark, sort of a like, you know, grasping in the dark to kind of figure out what to do from there. So, so. Where, did, where, did you live in? Are you? Where where did you grow up? I mean, where, you you were in Canada or you, what, where? Uh, what's your, what's where did you grow up? I was born in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. Uh, so about like eleven. When I was eleven, uh, my family, uh, mom, dad, and sister, and I went to Canada. Okay. And um, so that's one where I went to school. You know, to college, and then and then I pretty much was able to land some gigs and then went to Texas to Maryland. Wow. And then from there, it's like been like pretty much most of my life. I've been working here in the States. Like I'm already a a citizen, naturalized citizen. Mm -hmm. So yeah. And you're in LA now. I'm in San Francisco. Oh, San Francisco. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Uh, what was your, I mean, I kind of want to get there's so much so much I want to talk to you about, but I sort of want to just get like the background history mm-hmm. stuff out of the way so we can talk about the the more fun stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah of course. Uh, so you, um, well, what was your, you know, how'd you break into the industry? Um, mm. Into doing, di- you know, it's like I, I, there was that point because I started. I'm like probably ten years older than you. I'm thinking at least probably because mm. I started. Around '86 in makeup effects, when I was mm-hmm. like 19 or 20 or something like that. Oh, okay. I graduated high school in '85, so that tells uh-huh. you I'm like 53. Well, if you worked on the Blob, and I was like a, you know, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't mean to feel make you feel old, but yeah, <laughs> I it, thought we were like at the same age, and like, oh shit, you worked on the Blob, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, uh, uh, it's, uh, I, I, it's, you know, it's, it's fine. 
<laughs> Everybody I interview on here makes me feel old now. I'm like, and then this always, interview will never be published. No, no, no. <laughs> it's, it's like I always say, I, I used to always be the youngest one in any yeah. group, like in effects, because I started young. I was always the youngest guy. And now I'm like the oldest guy in, in my in my peer group. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's kind of fun. I don't really give a shit, actually. But um, anyway, so, uh, yeah, I was... I, I got into effects in 86 or 86, 87. And then around by the mid to late nineties, I got really into digital and it's like, I wanted to get into that out of effects because really Jurassic Park came out and things were changing and it was obvious, but I was just really interested in the um, technology. So I started teaching myself <clears throat> Lightwave and 3d animation and just for, you know, mainly for my own, just to make art because I thought it was mm -hmm. the cool, a really cool medium that had so much potential. And, um, you know, now, uh, uh, I, I, I got to a point where I was, I had a, a um, uh, like a demo reel and everything. Oh, wow. and, yeah. And, um, tool had used some of my stuff like in their live shows. The, I made oh, these looping yeah. animations and stuff, all yeah. po po polygon modeling point by point, you know, no zebra. Oh, those, those, that era. <laughs> <the modeling>. <laughs> but, um, uh, I almost, I was just about to kind of take the plunge and try and get a, a job in that industry. And then I was like, you know, I think this is probably a lot like the makeup effects industry. Mm -hmm. So it's just like a digital, probably a digital version of the makeup effects industry. I'm still going to be doing somebody else's thing. And I really wanted more autonomy and kind of to do my own artwork, which end, ended up getting me to jumping ship on all of it and just doing my own fine art mm -hmm. stuff. But um, uh, I'm curious how you kind of landed your first job, because I was going to all those I was going to those conventions. I was <laughs> going and trying to like giving my demo tape to like. Uh, the, the, that one dude who who had that uh that he'd made that short in in Maya about the with the clown oh uh chris chris landreth yeah yeah i mean i gave him one of i gave him yeah. one of my tapes one time i was like seriously trying to get in somewhere yeah, yeah. and no one was really paying attention but anyway how did you how did you wind up getting in the business oh man um it was like a very scattered path. So I was, uh, um, after college, I was pretty much just like, actually during college or not college, like when I took that freaking course that really, uh, wasted my money on, I was doing my own thing, like on the side, like my own personal work. So I was like developing that. And then like, I came across like, Oh, geo cities. What's this geo cities. Mm -hmm. Remember that? Yeah. That, uh, that website. <laughs> So I, I, I created an account and I've just been posting stuff there. And, you know, I would, I would get like reactions, right? Like from people. And this was before any of the social media that it is now. Right, like, right. What, year, was, what like, year are you talking? Boom, nine, 1990, um, like late 90s probably. Like okay. 97, yeah. 98. That's right around um, the time I started getting into computers. Yeah, 96, 97, 98. I was I was like in in GeoCities doing that. And so that <laughs> kind of became my my pet uh project uh even even though I was like trying to look for like more professional jobs. So I went from like doing graphic design to like being a lackey for some some post-production place, you know, making dub tapes and all mm -hmm. that stuff. So I was like, man, nothing's really like hidden here. And then I went, I, I was able, to, lucky enough to land a gig in Maryland 
um, for a video game company there, but it was like a slave labor. I would like work till like 1 a.m. for like a solid year, uh, all that stuff. And then went to Texas, worked at Jimmy Neutron, which was my first um, first gig. But all the while I was like building up my website, my online presence, because it was just like it, it was a way for me to kind of like, OK, well, there's some reaction here. It's just become sort of like a muscle memory of me just kind of doing art. It became sort of a part of my regimen. Right. Mm-hmm. Like after work, I would still do work, but my own work, right. which I put a lot more value on. Right. right. Um, and so and then like one day I get an email from uh, on my Hotmail account, like <laughs> for some dude at, at ILM going, hey, uh, we saw your website. Would you be interested to? to apply for a, a are you a serious doctor. wow uh, yeah and, that and, must have been pretty amazing <laughs> i mean you know, ilm start at the top man i was like i did not even bother uh, uh applying at ilm because i was like well there's just no hope that's always been my goal right like right. that in like the makeup effects places or the model shop at ilm but uh, i was like Sure, I'm interested. Thinking like, ah, this guy could be a fraud because he had a, 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 an at Hotmail uh, account, right? <laughs> and then his reply was like at ILM. So, oh my goodness, yeah, right. it's, it's on now, and <laughs> uh, and I, I got a job there. In short, uh, and and it was still in the time when the model shop still existed at ILM, mm-hmm. which was a thing to see. Man, it was like oh, uh, in the same facilities where you know you'd open up like Cinefix. It's like the same facade of building with that pattern on the wall. Like, Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, that's where they did that thing for Jedi. And then, you know, Dennis Murin was here in that one shot. I remember it was was pretty trippy, man. And, and and then they closed down the model shop, but I got to see it before, before that, 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 uh, that, that era. That's really cool. Yeah. That's really cool. That, that, I mean, uh, you there, there's not a lot of guys like you in in that field are there like the fango guys and gals that wanted to get into practical effects like i don't hear that very often it seems like a lot of people that go into digital um creature design or or maybe 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 i'm wrong about this but it seems like like your background is is like an effects person's ba- a makeup effects person's background based on the stuff that you're into this is all the stuff mm-hmm. that all the people in the shops were into we all share this oh, yeah. but yeah. um i know when i was kind of like fiddling around trying to get a job it didn't seem like there was anybody <laughs> i didn't ever met anybody like that and at any of the conventions or mm-hmm. any of the digital people they were like maybe more sci- sci-fi you yeah. know it was more like sci-fi and star wars and stuff like that and uh, and it was almost like Star Wars was the 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 middle ground between sci-fi and horror in, in a way. It was kind of like yeah. something we both liked. But um, I mean, is there you're you're kind of unusual in that way? Don't do you think? I I, th- I think you're right because in terms of like connecting with people, and in terms of you know like the the stuff I grew up with, it, at least in the CG community, right. Um, and thinking about it, like, I think the influence is a bit more like sci-fi slanted. Like I would even say like Blade Runner right, and right. Star Wars, right. you know, that's sort of the gradient. And then like the fantasy right, right. Lord of the Rings 
type. I don't know what what the fantasy would be. I mean, my fantasy was like Conan the Barbarian, you know, that right. <laughs> that level of uh, old. Yeah, there's school definitely or, crossover for sure. Yeah. But as far as the people, you know, people that got Fango and stuff, generally, it seems like there's not there. At least when I was kind of trying to get in there. There, there wasn't a lot of uh, digital artists that were like horror people that liked horror movies yeah. and bought Fango and stuff. So I think it, so, yeah. I, I, and I haven't really met anyone. Uh, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Right. It's like you're kind of unusual in that way. Because <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's why I'm like, because not a lot of people really in in my field, I think, have that much interest in the hybrid of horror and creature. I mean, they do a lot of creatures, right? right. But the hybrid of horror and creatures that I like to do is sort of like, um, yeah. And I think you're right. It it is based on the influence of like Fangoria in like eighties. Yeah. 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 If I say Chud, do you watch Chud to anyone? Like what's Chud? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) The Chud test. (laughs) Come on. You know, what does it stand for? Creatures. Cannibalistic uh, humanoid underground dwellers. (laughs) (laughs) You don't know that. (laughs) You don't know shit. Don't talk to me if you don't know that. I didn't even know the, I forgot about the, you know, the the full meaning, but I'm like, Chud, man. So anyway, that was a little bit of a, 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 you know, I just was thinking that. Um, So, uh, okay, you get a job at ILM, and Mm -hmm. were you immediately doing, what were you doing there? Oh, I was actually a hard surface modeler. Um, First couple of models they gave me were like hard surface, essentially, because at ILM back then it was very, very political. (laughs) Oh, the, cre- really? the creature people were like, you know, like the rock stars. You gotta, you gotta pay your dues before you, you, you even oh, get to really? touch a creature. <laughs> so they threw me into the hard surface group, which was like, I mean, Star Wars is like the backbone of it. Isn't really a, it's not really a creature show. It's like a, a show about spaceships, right? Right, like, right. So that was the bulk of the work, and they had me do all these. Um, hard surface models that are like almost industrial design using like alias NURBS modeling packages. It was right. like, I come from white wave, but they had me doing like NURBS modeling for like, this is how you would build a car at Ford or BMW. And I'm like, what the hell? I don't really know how to do this. <laughs> but you know, you just kind of have to jump in the moment. Um, but you know, I actually loved it. Like I had a really awesome mentor for uh, hard surface and, and for about uh, a long time, I was a hard surface modeler there. But deep down, I, I really wanted to be a creature, you know, artist. Right. And they they held sculpting classes at ILM. And so I was mm-hmm. like, well, I'm just going to have to try and prove myself and kind of show the creature group that, uh, you know, hopefully I'm capable. Right. So I started attending the sculpting classes and befriended um, some of the people there and and was given a chance and um and then they even then they still laid me off so i was kind of like shit okay well <laughs> at least i got to do one creature which was the uh, the first creature i ever did at, at ilm was Dreamcatcher. i think crash mccreary did did it like the remember that stephen king based movie uh Dreamcatcher? Yeah. It had the shit shit weasels yeah yeah remember yeah yeah, yeah yeah yeah, so I got to build the the gray alien, Mister Gray, oh, cool. uh, for that one. I think it was a Carlos Wante design, or right. no, no, it was maybe it was a Crash McCreary designed um, thing. So I was like, they had a maquette because back then, you know, like 
maquettes would be sculpted for us digital artists to <laughs> they would to draw on. draw a grid on it and then you would yeah, use the little pen tool <laughs> like on the half and then the other half you could see the beautiful sculpture and i miss that era honestly like right now i mean i i don't really appreciate like just being right. given like a zbrush model that a right. character artist did i'm like this is never going to be as good as, as if someone from the model shop did it right like, so yeah it's it's so funny to look back i'm so i i i really i really feel like i was um you know i used to dream of a zbrush type program back when i was in like 98 and doing mm. lightwave modeling cuz i was doing yeah. you know i was doing um realistic creatures you know like humanoid creatures and they looked good i mean they still i look back at them and they 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 do look good but it's like you know you had to go in there and basically <laughs> you know do the point yeah do the point points and polygons and it was just like super tedious which i actually kind of enjoyed it i did kind of like it because i'm like even with sculpture i'm, I'm very detail oriented i really like detail the mm -hmm. detailing phase so I can get into tedious stuff, um, but I used to fantasize about man. There's why can't there just be like a sculpting program where you could just sculpt with it, and um, uh, and then you know I did start learning ZBrush. Uh, I kind of got out. Of, I got I got sort of got out of digital after I did this. Um, I made a DVD of all the it was like all the stuff I did for Tool. Mm -hmm. There are these looping animations that are kind of like my paintings, but just like. Mm looping and you know it was it was just too far ahead of its time i'm telling you man mm -hmm. i wanted to do these animations that looped and then i was thinking you could put them they put them on each one on a um a flat screen put it up on the wall and then that's like a painting a moving living painting and it would just mm -hmm. loop endlessly which is not like some crazy advanced idea now it's like people mm -hmm. do stuff like that they're you know they're called uh uh, uh, gifs or gifs or whatever, you know, it's oh, like yeah, people yeah, do this yeah. shit all the time, looping yeah. things that just loop. And, but at the time, it was like it was, you know, a, a new thing and a really cool idea. Like turn this stuff into art, or turn your TV screen into a a, a frame for a painting, basically. Oh in, man, in a yeah. way. And but I, I mean, at the time, it was like I wanted to have an art show with all these digital paintings that were looping, and it was like monitors Damn. like two thousand dollars or a thousand bucks or whatever it's yeah, like now yeah. now is the time everything's so cheap i just saw that one uh beeple dude do that i was gonna say man he's doing crypt, yeah and it's like he made all that money with the it's just like i just missed the boat <laughs> i was that. like <laughs> i just missed the boat or i was too er too early for the boat it it's like timing is early. timing yeah. is everything because that's the idea behind like what's going on now, right? Like you had like you were like many, 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 many years in, in advance into thinking that. That's amazing. I just yeah. it's it's it, it's you know <clears throat> it bums me out. It just bums me out because I'm like, man, now I'm so old and it's like I'm so out of it because I, I did that I did that DVD this animation um, DVD. Mm -hmm. It was just it's like an art DVD. Mm -hmm. um, basically there's just these loops that just kind of play and it's weird and mm -hmm. creepy it's like for, you know all done on light light wave and after effects mm -hmm. and um it starts off in like a it's a ta like a tabletop and like these creepy z green hands push a um 
a suitcase into frame mm-hmm. and it's got like my logo embossed on it, my gas mask logo and the, and the, yeah. and, and the hands kind of click the, open it up and it opens up and that's your menu to choose the animations. It's a, it's like a red velvet oh, wow. inside of the suitcase and there's a bunch of syringes. <laughs> syringes in each syringe it's almost it's like kind of insinuating that these i called it, it digital uh hallucinations it's almost like a drug thing uh-huh. in a way like you pick the different syringe and it and it does like a, it gets all weird and then it it just has this weird looping animation associated with it and then it just plays yeah. and it's <laughs> it was like definitely yeah. it's art it was not very <laughs> You know, uh, mainstream. That sounds like it'll be perfect for VR, man. I, you know? That's what I'm saying now, man. And so <laughs> I, I got, I got, I mean, so much. My head is like exploding since I got this Oculus Quest Two, man. It's oh like, man, that's so good to hear. It's, it's crazy. VR <laughs> VR. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, it's like you know, I've got this. Uh, we might as well get into it because I got. I've been dying to talk to you about this. I, yeah, you yeah. know, I've got this. Um, you know, for the last five years, or it's coming on five years, it's like four years, I'm, mm-hmm. I did a Kickstarter four years ago to do this book, which is mythologizing all of my paintings into, into like a reality, almost like I've been painting a reality with all these characters. Yeah. And so this is like a guidebook, right? It's called mm-hmm. Dystopia. And um, basically, once I have this guidebook, I was thinking, you know, you could make comic books from it. You could do t- a TV series. You could do a movie. Now I get this this Oculus Quest 2 for my birthday. Yeah. And now it's like, oh my god, Dystopia VR. That's yeah. what I really want to do. That would be amazing. Then I got someone recommended a, 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 a Adobe Medium and I was like, I, I got like Sculptor V that Sculptor VR, the one that's kind of like for kids. I got yeah, that for yeah, my yeah. Gra- my granddaughters um there i got it for them and i was playing it's like oh this is fun and then i like oh adobe medium it looks kind of like that i'll try that out and then i started playing it was like oh my god this is amazing this is like zbrush in vr i couldn't believe Uh it and it's Uh like you know you can go really far i think in a a medium like as far as like finishing and having i was like because i was kind of pushing the limit blowing it up really big and really refining um wrinkles you know using yeah. that kind of like i forget what the tool is where it like sucks it in or it like pulls oh, the it. the inflate yeah the inflate and, and deflate yeah. it's like yeah it's so amazing it's so amazing and it's a free program fucking completely blew my mind i mean i'm still just like i can't even believe it it's crazy so the potential is so great for for art I'm just like I'm going I'm going insane because I have to get this book done. I've got all these commissions that are late, so it's like all this year I have to really focus on getting everything done. And it's like I've got this technology sitting there, and it's like I can't use it because I gotta get all this <laughs> other like, stuff done, man. It's killing me. And it's like I know somebody else is gonna do something if I don't do something. You know, I'm gonna miss uh-huh. out again if I'm not careful. And I'm gonna be too late if I'm not careful. Beeple's going to be using Oculus Media. <laughs> I mean, it's, I, I can't, I mean, I just can't imagine, it's already such an amazing program. I can't imagine in a year or something, or in a couple of years, or as it develops, it's like. Yeah, well, I mean, that. so the story with that program is, it started off at Oculus, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that, that team, the Medium team, um, back when I was there as well at Oculus, and then 
and then they left Oculus to go to Adobe. Mm-hmm. So they're now at Adobe. So before they were at Oculus, well, let's face it, Facebook, which is an engineering company, right? right. Like they, they're not really an art-based company. Right. But that, that's the genesis of Medium. But now that they're in an art-focused company at Adobe, you know, I, obviously I can't divulge much, but if oh, you can yeah, imagine yeah. <laughs> the amount of support and where it could possibly go from this point, now oh, that right. that small program is under an art-focused right, right. company, yeah. all I can say is there's a lot to be excited about. I think <laughs> in terms of what your 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 where your mind is at in yeah. terms of creating in VR, I think you're you're going to be very excited in terms of like, the wait. future of this. Yeah. The <laughs> other, you know, the thing that that totally tripped me out is that you know I learned ZBrush in 2000. <sighs> It's like the last movie I worked on if, while I was officially in the business was Land of the Lost, the remake for, of that mm. t- TV show. And mm-hmm. we did the slee stacks in ZBrush. Like I was oh, yeah. sculpting those in ZBrush. Mm-hmm. And then they blew them up and used them for reference or 3D. I forget how they did it. But I knew how to use it back then. And then I got out of the business and went full time with my fine art. And then I didn't use it. And mm-hmm. I completely forgot everything. And it's mm-hmm. so like daunting now i just don't have the time to really get back into it even though i own a copy um Mm -hmm. but uh medium was like i was using it in like really well in my first session it's so easy to use i couldn't believe it and i didn't you know i did they have like a short tutorial thing on there and i just did that and it was like so easy i couldn't even believe it amazing i was so impressed and blown away yeah, and and it's actually like what I find is um, based on my observation, people who you have who have a traditional sculpting background like yourself, mm. having worked in clay, something dimensional and right. tactile, right? Versus like a screen like ZBrush, right. which is more illustration based. Right. Like when they try a medium, it's it's like very that 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 like you know intuition of like a child playing with clay Play-Doh. Right, like it's as simple as that because you're using your hand manipulating right. an object, and um, and it, 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 I think that is the appeal of it is that you can get in there and start messing messing around, and it's you don't have to learn how to kind of like ZBrush. Nothing against ZBrush, I love ZBrush, but it's just oh, it's amazing. It's designed for a flat screen, right? Right. So it has to kind of compensate for that. With medium, you're like you're there pushing and pulling. Um, so it's more traditional, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's. Uh, I mean, if if it's uh, you know, but it, it, there's no th- 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 compare. There's working in those two different ways. There's no comparison between being able to hold something. Yeah. You know, I know I might I might, I must sound kind of like a um, a dummy. You know, like because this isn't new to you, but it's t- and it's like I'm sure to a lot of people, it's like not anything new but being oh, able to it's actually new for me too like we're kind of in the same boat here i'm still in disbelief that this is oh happening. Really? okay yeah, yeah, the yeah, idea yeah. that you're able to blow something up yeah like, i was working i basically i sculpted this zombie head just for fun just to try it out and to be able to go in blow the thing up gigantic and then go into like the eye socket and, yeah. and get everything perfect and then shrink it back down really small so you can make major changes it's like my mind is so because also because I have that 3D background, my mm-hmm. mo- you know 3D modeling. I was I was good at it. I got really good at it. Like all Lightwave, of course, but I mean yeah. you know, polygon modeling. And um, 
so it's like I know kind of what's going. I I have that 3D um, program understanding. Intuition, you know, yeah. intuition. Yeah, I know the I know how it works. That's probably maybe why it's part of why it was easy for me to learn. But um, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It's just it's it's like it's so crazy. It's just tripping me out. It's yeah, tripping me out. The potential's. Like- I'm so excited about it. I'm so cool. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) To be able to have a giant sculpture and walk all around it. (laughs) I was even doing this thing and, and I don't know if it was intentional or not, but I don't even remember how I was doing it. It must've been the the deflate button. I was able to get really good pores all over it by like Uh, running the deflate button at a certain small size and uh having, it was like, I was able to, I, Run it. I'll show you the model when I can figure out. I'm so new to this. I'm so new to this. I can't even figure out how to get my models out of my Oculus. It's like it's not showing up on my PC. So it's like I'm still. I can teach you all. Yeah, yeah. Let let me know. Okay, yeah. uh, I'll definitely be hitting you up. But I was able to get like really good pores all over the whole thing. That's crazy. Yeah, and it was like this looks really. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. So I'm just so excited. And you are like. You know, in you're you're in there. You know, you you're what that's is that's your job part of your one of your jobs now or yeah, um, a part of my job there at Adobe is to essentially use medium to um, to show its potential to not just that sounds uh, like the best job ever. Basically, I'm like I don't know what I did in my past life. <laughs> yeah, that's but good I karma. am living the dream right now doing that because <laughs> all I get. Not all I get to do, obviously, <laughs> right. but I, I get to set project like I'm doing right now, like a creature from the Black Lagoon in Medium, right? Uh-huh. I'm like, I want to get all like makeup effectsy with this one eventually, like really get in there, right. and, like individual scales, like yeah. get all like gnarly <laughs> with the nernies, you know, um, like the stuff you get you get excited about. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But and, and and then on the other hand too, like okay, well, how does this? How does medium map to like hard surface? Where okay, well, what if the car industry, uh, or, yeah. or apparel industry? So like you know, thinking about like what is it's I saw I saw features. that I saw on your Instagram like a hard surface thing you were like kind of yeah. sort of secretive about, but you were like kind of yeah it's like here's the here's what's possible guys i'm gonna reveal it eventually <laughs> dangle that carrot even though it's just like i've been i haven't had any time to work on it I'm it just like, seems, see, it seems to me like there's no question that people are going to be doing all digital sculpting is going to be vr there's no there's no there's no comparison to doing it on a screen there's just no comparison mm-hmm. if it's a 3d thing especially yeah it seems like uh, eventually Everyone's going to have VR headsets yeah. like TVs and that's this is you know I really think I am really like a total believer in VR now mm-hmm. it's like yeah, everyone's going to have have them like TVs because now they're getting cheap enough mm-hmm. for people could afford them and anything that's digital sculpting or any of that stuff anything that can be made enhanced by being in a in, v, in a VR environment is going to happen it seems to me like I don't see how you could possibly prefer a flat screen to doing it there there and holding it yeah. in your hands it just yeah there's no comparison yeah and and eventually like if ar you know comes into view so you can actually oh, right, also right. see your surrounding where you can just like hang out in some cafe kind of right <laughs> <laughs> that'll be kind of like you know it's like man 
what a nerd. Just go indoors. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> but I would do it. You know? like, it's fancy AR glasses or whatever. But yeah, no, I, I think eventually, I think right now it's still pretty cumbersome, right? Like uh-huh. uh, I still have sort of a limit of um, two hours maybe. Mm, yeah, uh, whereas yeah. With, with monitor, I think I'm just so used that's to true, it. That's like, true. That's true. That's um, true. But until the point we get to the point where it's like, okay, it gets maybe like thinner or more naturalistic mm-hmm. to to how how it conforms to our faces then right right uh because as much as i love it it's still a little bit of um like fatiguing i guess yeah because right? you're kind of like doing this right whereas right. if you're sculpting in clay you can kind of just rest on it you're not that's true that's true yeah you're yeah kinda like oh man <laughs> and it's like it's like a flying squirrel. Yeah, but it's good for you. It's good for you. Yeah. It's like exercise. We need exercise in this business, you know. We need. Yeah, <laughs> it's better. Than and I stand up. Yeah. I stand up when I do VR. Like, uh, it, yeah. I actually work better when I'm standing up because yeah, I can yep. go around, right? Like yeah, the sculpture. Yeah. yeah. So you um, uh, are you using it often for your just personal work, or do you kind of like use you know? your job is an excuse to do something cool of your personal work to that you can illustrate what the, what the software can do. That's the great thing about <laughs> it is that there is an overlap, but there is still like sort of like purely professional stuff. But my personal stuff has become, um, sort of at a point where whatever I do for my personal work, and that's where I get really creative, obviously. Right. right? right. Like I'm like, Oh, yeah, I'm gonna do like Dante's Inferno in VR, right? right, like, right. Like, and of course, like the the prof- professional stuff benefits because when when I do something like that and and people are like, oh man, that's really cool. I don't know how would you do that. The interest level becomes like right. higher for the software, which right. is good good for the company or the the software. So, um, it, yeah, and. I don't know if it's good or bad, like kind of blurring the lines between the two. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't know yet what the answer to that, because I've always been very specific about personal work. Like when I was at ILM, this is my personal work. Mm -hmm. This is professional. Like it has to be compartmentalized. Right. right. One, because of NDA, I can't be like working on like (laughs) (laughs) stuff at home and like posting it, obviously. But being that this is a this is more like an outwardly facing job, I think um, I'm I'm still in disbelief that I'm doing it, but uh, I mean I'm loving it so far. You yeah. Know? Like, how long have uh, you been? How, how long have you been there doing that job? Uh, I've been at Adobe like probably like four or five months, but I've been do, I've been with a medium team when they were at Oculus for since the beginning, since 2000. Um, maybe 2016 wow 17 like i was there before it even was anything really like medium was just like kind of early on like you couldn't really do much and in fact i didn't even really like it at first i was like ah, i'm gonna stick with right. zebra <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't really touch it for like you know six months and i keep telling this story whenever i do like talks or workshops i'm like yeah i, I didn't touch it for like six months but then at the back of my head, there was really something that was nagging me about it. And then when they started putting in like the move tool, the, right. it just like started like really right. forming it into what it is now. I'm like, holy crap. And then when I really devoted the time and got into it, um, like you, you were like excited from the get go. I was kind of like, I'm a stubborn guy, man. Like, oh, I'm ZBrush. I'm like comfortable in ZBrush. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
well, when that clicked for me, I was like all in. Like I couldn't really stop using it because I realized like when I did the scene of this chimp, giant chimp king with like two guards and then the father sacrificing the son, it was like this environment that I did. Uh-huh. And I scale, like what you were saying, you scale yourself to the same size as these characters. <laughs> it's looking like, at whoa. Holy crap. <laughs> Like, imagine doing that in one of your pieces, right? Oh, like I know, you're... I know, I know. That's the thing. It's like I've had this fantasy. Uh, I mean, one of the many fantasies I have, I have this idea for this. It's something that I, you know, would probably never likely happen in my life because it would cost millions of dollars. But it would be like a, basically, not to give any the, the uh, context of what it would be because it's kind of like a secret thing for me. But mm-hmm. it would require like a huge museum that mm-hmm. would be full of creatures and cool. it, it just like t- just jam packed, creepy, but mm-hmm. like full, a whole museum and, and almost like a maze type situation. But, you know, I mean, I saw this in a vision while I was when I was tripping one time, <laughs> like I saw it in my like I, I closed my eyes and I just saw this vision of this art exhibit that was like, yeah. whoa. And um I got to do this somehow. And, yeah. you know, and it was, and it's like now with, with you could totally do it in VR. You could totally, totally and it would be, it. it would be, uh, it's just, you, that's what I'm, it's like, it's funny because when I first got into 3D with Lightwave in the 90s, mm-hmm. I was thinking, I was interested because I was like, <laughs> okay, it's going to sound like I'm uh, <laughs> degenerate, but I had this trip in, uh-huh. in 1987 and I saw this, uh, this another, it was like a vision. Like I saw like a uh-huh. movie when I was, when I was um, having this, this trip. And I was like, man, I wish I could make a movie of this so I could show people, you mm-hmm. know, but I don't have access, you know, it's expensive to make us even a, like a one minute movie is basically all it was. It was just this bizarre yeah. scene. But it was it was amazing because I saw it very clearly, and then I got like this is ten years later. I got into the computer. And I was like, oh, I could do that scene in three D, mm-hmm. you know. And I did it, and that was the first animation I did that Tool used. It's a really oh, weird, man. creepy. Um, <laughs> it's it's weird. It's a cre- uh-huh. really super creepy. I, I have to um, I have to find a way to, that, to get man. you. I want to see yeah. all your stuff. I mean, I'm sure I've seen it back in the day too. Yeah, I'll, I'll try and it's all scattered around. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I'm out of the DVDs. I have like one DVD. They're going for like 300 bucks on eBay oh, now because they're, they're out of print. But yeah. I'll, I'll have to maybe rip it from the, the. I have a couple DVDs. Maybe I could rip the animation just to check it yeah. out. But but. Same thing with this other idea that I had this, you know, visionary mystical experience. It's like, I uh, could do it now in VR, you know? Totally. And it's almost like, you know... Tripping. Yeah, it is. It is, man. Because with the quest, man, like, it really is. I mean, previously, like, the, these kinds of, um, like, tethered... This right, is like an older right. school headset, the Rift S is what I have right mm-hmm. now, but it's tethered. But with a quest, man, like you could literally rent a, a, a warehouse, right? And then <clears throat> have your gallery. And I would be more than happy to help you, man. If you need oh, like yeah. creatures, I would, oh. I would like, I yeah. would I'm so going to hit you up when something um, like this goes. Um, please consider me <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, interested in, in, in that, <laughs> right. uh, helping out, helping you out. You but, said um, it publicly, so I'm going to yeah. hold you to that. <laughs> Come on, man. I'm like, I'm not going to miss this opportunity. Um, 
And yeah, you could just literally with a quest walk around, right? Or like, I mean, the, uh, what I was thinking, it, yeah, yeah, that would be amazing. But you mm-hmm. could even do it as a VR experience type thing, to where yeah. you're, you know, you're just using the joystick and you're, oh yeah, just setting you know, kind of like, and yeah. and just checking. It could be just like a VR, one of those experience. It's like a, you know, mm-hmm. those they're like movies or they're kind of not really a game, but. Um, yeah, I'll tell you, I'll tell you afterwards the idea, but, um, but, um, yeah. And, and so it's like, you know, I find myself back to where I was, you know, in 90, mid nineties, mid to late nineties when I was, but I was probably like in my thirties at that point. Now I'm in my fifties and I'm like, (laughs) damn. Cause it's like, you know, now I, I, you know that my friend is learning the unreal engine you know and it's oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. how you know at this point in my life i'm like okay how much could you actually do yourself versus you know it's more like you'd have to kind of maybe kickstart something and get a team yeah. together you know because there's seems like so much work to do I, I think i mean especially with you you have your own art right like i think I think that kind of stuff is just learning and real. Like it's one thing learning medium, right? Cause that's very uh, intuitive right, and, right. and it's, it's, it's close enough to sculpture, but like unreal is its own kind of, I um, know, but I, I poked my head in there though and saw a video and it's like, it doesn't look that much different than a 3d. Uh, I mean, if you know, lightweight, I know lightweight, like, man, I, I was yeah. doing all that stuff. I was animating yeah. characters and all that, but you know, it's time consuming. That's part of the reason I was originally telling you the story was that I did this 3D, the tool DVD, Mm -hmm. or I did my own DVD, the art DVD. It was called Disturb the Normal because I heard a guy, um, I was working at Warner Brothers, Warner Mm -hmm. Animation for a short time when I was out of work in effects. And I heard these digital guys talking technical stuff. And one of the guys says, you just disturb the normal. Because he was talking oh, about the normal, and I was like, "Oh, that'd oh, be." Yeah. The, I was like, "That'd be the perfect title for my digital dark animation DVD." <laughs> and nobody hilarious. gets it. Nobody gets the title. So it's like, <laughs> is that a line from a punk song? Like, <laughs> that's from some CG guys. Well, you can't get any more opposite than that, right? Like, <laughs> it was like the, the double meaning. I thought was perfect, but it was too obscure for anybody. <laughs> Even nobody got it. Anyway, um, that's but, an awesome title, though. <laughs> thanks. But I uh, so I did the the animations. There's only 13 of them. The the, mm-hmm. the one main trip one is like a minute long. It's really cool and detailed. But some of them are like 10 seconds. Anyway, mm-hmm. but I did the menu animation. I did everything. I did the audio. It's got like crazy, creepy audio. I like yeah. you know just totally figured everything out. Did it all myself. And I, 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 it was so much work that I just at the end of it I was like, okay, I never want to look at a computer again. And I, <laughs> and I really got into started painting. Then it was like, okay, I'm going to start painting. And then I got so into oil painting that I just never went back to, uh, to do any of that digital three uh, D three D stuff. But I was mm-hmm. so totally into it, man. I was like totally, totally into it. And I kind of regret yeah. that I didn't keep up with it. But I still, you know, I still. You know, use of course I use Photoshop for my paintings and mock-ups yeah. and this and that and printing and mm-hmm. you know trying ideas out and I'll you know I'll I'll you know open up Lightway from time to time for creating <laughs> references and stuff. But at this like, point though, now it's like I'm going to if I need reference, I'm going to model it in Medium, and mm-hmm. I got to figure out somehow to get it into. Um, I had something to render it 
I suppose, you know, like light. You can, I don't know. You if, could still do light wave. Can I, I rant? Because I, I like no light wave, like the back of my hand, because I did it for so yeah. long. So if I get imported into light wave, then I'm like yeah. golden, man. I could do I could do reference for my paintings that way. Yeah, you can pretty much like export out um, your mesh from medium. Um, maybe you just have to kind of like lower the resolution or all that technical stuff. Right. But like light light wave, I'm sure they have like a, a way for you to make that all kosher for rendering. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. yeah. So, so I, yeah. that's another yet another thing I'm excited about using that. Mm-hmm. You know, is to like for my paintings, my artwork, yeah. to, to like set up lighting. You know. Because I, I usually do stuff just kind of out of my head, and mm-hmm. if, and if there's something that's weird, like a weird perspective of a hand or something, I'll I'll take a photo. Oh, yes. A photo, but man, I'd really love to set up some scenes virtually. Yeah. Oh my god, in 3D, like life size, it'd be crazy. That'd be crazy because you can be actually so um, in medium. There's a camera mode, right? You can mm-hmm. kind of instead of maybe rendering it, you can just kind of like. Imagine you seen as to scale. You're there, and you're kind of you have a camera, like a little oh, iPad. No. Oh yeah, that's right. Kind of like you go click. Yeah, it saves out a JPEG. Yeah, click, and then you just use that maybe to kind of yeah. like do your painting. That's line, a great you know? idea. So, yeah, because it's because it doesn't you know it's it's reference for a painting. It doesn't need to be it's perfect. Reference, yeah. You know? And you're there almost like as a photographer in your scene. Uh, you're killing me. The, yeah, dude. You're killing me. I'm gonna, okay, I'm going to stop and I'm going to go back. I'm going to go work in media <laughs> you know, right you now. Just, you just kind of trail up and I'm like speaking, oh, where did he go? He's, he's gone. <laughs> oh, the, yeah, the potential is, is uh, huge. It, it's exciting. Huge. It's a yeah. good time right now. It, it, like my energy or create creative interest is 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 higher now more than ever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like at my older phase in my profession right now. Mm-hmm. Like I'm the probably one of the older generations of the CG uh, crowd, you know, and I'm mm-hmm. just now being excited. Like I'm a 20 year right, old right. doing all this stuff. That's, so, a, that's yeah. how, that's how I feel too. It's like, yeah. I feel that same excitement I that. That, I, <laughs> that I had uh, <laughs> when I was doing Lightwaver the first time. And I, I mean, I remember yeah. the feeling I got um, creating my first animation was like, this is the coolest fucking thing ever. It's like I can yeah. do all this stuff myself and make these little movies. It's amazing, and I feel that way now, too. Now I'm just like, it's you know, it's a matter of finding finding the time to do it. But um, you know, yeah, it's, it's great motivation for me to finish all the stuff I need to get done, so I can really kind of get back yeah, into yeah. it. Get the carrot that's being dangled in front of you. Yeah, yeah. It's just like it's you know it's it it, it it's like the early days of the it reminds me of the early days of the internet, the early days of mm-hmm. th- the anim- 3D animation programs. Is that there's stuff that people haven't even thought about doing yet in yeah. VR because it, it's so new. You know, still it's there's yeah. stuff that people haven't even there's amazing ideas that people haven't thought of yet. You know yeah, I mean? and, and a lot of it, I think, is what's exciting is that, you know, people of your caliber coming into it who who can add so much. Because right now there's many different cool ideas, you know, and then you come into it and then you just, bam, you know, do your thing. It's like, holy cow, it gets everyone excited. And then, Yeah, that's I mean, that's yeah. that's what I, I hope I can uh, maybe be a part of that somehow get yeah. connected because I'm so disconnected from it right now because i'm so i've been so focused on just like traditional yeah. oil painting and it's like i kind of want to get hopefully can can somehow get involved in that community and just i don't know i'm, I'm so it's a very open community and you know hell man we're like 
just all you need to do is like, hey, Gio. Yeah, you're the man. Like, so I'm talking to the right guy, I guess. <laughs> uh, let, let's, you know, like, I, I don't think you're going to have any problems, to be honest with you. Like, yeah. you know, that's, yeah. Yeah, wow. It's, it's, <clears throat> it's, it's too fun. You know, one thing I wanted to ask you um, also mm-hmm. is how did you get out of, you worked for like 10 to 12 years in, in the film industry. And, yeah. you know, you did all kinds of this is all at ILM mostly or mostly ILM? Yeah, mostly. Uh, well, one year at a DNA Productions for oh, Jimmy right. Neutron in, in Texas. And then that was Lightwave, right? Wasn't that all? That was all Lightwave. That was all yeah. Lightwave. I remember that. that. Lightwave, the yeah. magazine. Yeah. Well, I don't remember the, it was a new Lightwave magazine or what? They had a, like yeah. a magazine and it's like, I remember them featuring that in it. I remember that as well. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was um, all Lightwave. We, we did that in and then. And then I went to ILM, as I mentioned, and then ESC was also lightwave because the the super model supervisor there, my friend Tarek, he was a big um, figure in the lightwave community, mm. Tarek Mirza. Mm. Um, so he hooked me up with a gig at, at the Matrix when I got laid off at ILM. So and then went back to ILM for 12 years, worked on like pirates, all that stuff. And the the last project being uh, Avengers for the Hulk. Um, I was able to supervise that show and build the Hulk, which was great. But wow. at at that point, I was already feeling like I'm not really growing or anything. And yeah, maybe, that's you know, what I film. wanted to. That's what I want to ask you is, you know, yeah. why did you get out of the film business, basically? Yeah, because I, I got out like in, in the 12 years that I've been there. Like I was just, you know, trying to to really prove myself and get to a point where I can have the like the the buffet of like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I want right. to work on this, 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 and that. And I, I, when I finally got to that point, you know, which was Avengers, they were like, do whatever you want, Joe, you, you, you made this, the, the Hulk successful. And I'm like, wow. Well, it was like at the time when the film industry, it was already on a downhill slope at that point, mm-hmm. like the schedules, all the stuff was going elsewhere, you know, out of right, the country. Right. Um, so I was like, man, I got, I gotta like come up with a new path here because I was like trying to be like Nostradamus, like what's the film industry going to be like even five years from now? Right. And it wasn't good. Like I felt it in my bones, man, like spidey senses yeah. tingling. Like if I, and an Avengers was evident for that because I, I, I pretty much like, you know, probably suffered a lot of health issues, just like working super hard. Mm-hmm. It's a grind, man. Like the body's not designed to work that hard right. in front of a monitor. Right? Yep. Yep. So I was like, well, I got, I got to come up with a, something else. And what's, what's going on? Well, real time, like games sort of like seems to be right. Sort of the future. And it wasn't even VR was not even at this point. Right. And, and um, I was like, huh, I want to get into games, but uh, games from what I hear is also very like, harsh yeah like i'm getting old i want to be in an environment where it's like laid back you know like they totally. treat you right yeah, yeah, yeah i've never really had that before. <laughs> like ilm was cool but it was still you know they were still at the mercy of the studio so it was you you were still being treated like a like a color on the the producer's board like oh yeah around, right? yeah you don't have to so tell I me like, and <laughs> know all yeah, about that you know all this stuff man like you're like a moving name on a board that yep. they can kind of just take off at any point so and then at that it was around that point when valve um started gaining a lot of like uh momentum in terms of like word of mouth like oh my god i mean they've always been like that company to like want to work for but 
they put out this pamphlet of like <clears throat> their work culture and it was like seemed amazing and mm. and I've always had connections with Valve early on in my career mm-hmm. so I was like oh maybe I'll just go to Valve and then I went to Valve and managed to to get a gig there so I was there for about close to two years and then this VR thing started kind of floating about like uh, it was during the Kickstarter I think when um, <clears throat> I heard about uh, this company or this group of people called Oculus <clears throat> Kickstarter their their v- uh, virtual reality headset. Uh, really? That was Kickstarted? It was Kickstarted. Oh, I, I think back then in the history of Kickstarter, it was the most funded, like one million or something. Wow. It was like wow. backed by all these game companies. And um, I'm like, this man, virtual reality. Like that wasn't even in my consciousness because that's always been like sci-fi. Right, right. You know, like at that point it was like, you've only really read about it or seen it in like, oh, the Matrix or, you know, yeah. concepts of it, right? A virtual reality, that construct. Yeah, that yeah. World. So I was like, man, that's pretty cool. And then and then Facebook bought him and I was like, oh man, dude, this is, <laughs> this, is this is getting pretty interesting. Right. What the hell, you know? And then and then from there it's like I, you know, stars aligned and I was able to get a gig at, at Oculus, thankfully. So, yeah. That's yeah, wow. through my friend Kenneth Scott. So he hooked it up. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, I never thought about, you know, the um <clears throat> the uh, uh the idea that you'd mentioned about having a huge amount of you know a huge company like facebook you know behind something it's like yeah that's a lot that's a lot i mean that's it's gonna, a it's validation gonna, yeah that's yeah. a lot of validation i mean say a lot of resources about facebook you know like right. for all their things but they they really because of them i think vr is where it's at right now otherwise right. it would have never happened it would have been just like probably like added 10 more years into it before we really started totally, seeing man. something yeah Whereas yeah facebook really just yep. injected all that they were all in man right was there yeah so yeah yeah i i, <laughs> I kind of make the joke of people you know tell when because i've been i've been telling everybody they got to get a quest too because it's like so yeah. cheap it's so affordable and it's so amazing yeah. and it's like you know I'm like, you gotta log into your Facebook account though, because I know that gamers aren't into that. And that, and, but the, the the way I was thinking, it's like, okay, you know, it sound, maybe this sounds kind of bad, but it's like, you know, we've all been bitching about the, you know, the data mining and this and that, and you know, yeah. all the controversy. It's like, at least we're getting something amazing back finally. Yeah. <laughs> you know, before, so, what do you want? It's like, take advantage. Take advantage. Like, you know. <laughs> All that for a website yeah, a right, exactly. that's not even nicely designed. At least exactly. now you get like Yeah, exactly. It's like this is amazing. Okay. This is, you know, kind of worth it actually. You know? <laughs> and they were, so that's how good you have all your stuff. Eh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Not that I would know. <laughs> but it, it is, know. you know, there's a lot to be said about, you know, just having a huge amount of resources behind something. And I can imagine it seemed like it did really well. It's done really well since it's come out, you know, the, the Quest yeah. 2. So it just to me, it seems like it means they're just going to keep yeah, improving they, it and it's just going to keep growing because there's money. You know, they know they can make a shitload of money there. I mean, I've know. just now been reading articles on like the develop in the developers community, which is going to be the backbone backbone of any like VR or iPhone or whatever. Right? Like in the VR community, the developers, they're already making... I think one developer earned like one million dollars or something, because because uh, before like VR was so sparse. Right. That if right. you're a developer, you invest all this money in your company. 
but there's not that many users yet. Right. But now I think with Quest and especially Quest Two, yep. there's enough users there to actually bring Make this to money, the mainstream, yeah. which yeah. is pretty freaking exciting because it then gets to like what you were talking about before of like um, B- VR just becomes like just like a replacement to the monitor, right? Like yeah. the next way of of working for for all of us, yep. maybe. Who knows? I, I right? think I, I think so, man. I, I mean, just like <clears throat> hanging out with doing multiplayer games is amazing too in vr yeah. it's so so much fun and and um uh yeah oh, what was i gonna say uh uh yeah i i i i i have to i'm gonna have to talk to you at some point because i gotta mm-hmm. once my book's done it's like that that world everything i've painted for 20 years it's like it's a fully developed world with yeah, all yeah. these cool characters and every time i like right now i'm playing in death unchained if you, i don't know if you played that it's I've it's heard about so it, but, awesome and I, yeah. i'm not even like i, I haven't played it's like I, i'm it's weird because i haven't played video games since like the 90s seriously it's like i stopped <laughs> everything to to paint yeah. And, I, and I didn't wow, have time. Right. It's like I've been, you know, I've always kind of kept up on things. I got my um, my kids all into video games, so it's like I'm mm-hmm. aware of it. I just never had the time to do it. So all of a sudden, I got this headset with all these, you know, amazing <laughs> games, and um, it's like this bow and arrow game <clears throat> where you're shooting. Oh, that one, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like you're in these different levels of hell, and it's like you're in a, basically at a, a abandoned castle fighting mm-hmm. these monks with bows and arrows. It's so. I'm completely addicted to it, but uh, every time I get in on it, I'm just like, I keep thinking of d- dystopia, the dystopia yeah. VR game. It would be so, uh, it would be so cool. I have to somehow make this happen somehow. Start it up, man. Like, I don't know. I, I think all you need to do, honestly, is just like cast a net and people will come, including me. Like, oh, you need help? Yeah. <laughs> yeah be, Maybe a like Pied a Piper. Of yeah. <laughs> Maybe the thing is when I have the guidebook, it's basically like it's almost like a dungeon master's guide type thing, you know, D and D, where it's just like this is the rule book for the world, yeah, 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 you know. And it's like once I have that, maybe that's something, you know, maybe a few people could we could make a little proof of concept or, or Dude, something, you know. Like I, a, I mean, you heard it here, guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm freaking like I'd be up for that, man. You know? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep you in the loop on all, on the on this book. Please do on this book. Please then. Do. Uh, all right. I, I don't want to hog up. I'm so excited. I don't want to hog up your interview because you know you've had a pretty amazing career and your sculpting is incredible. Totally amazing. Amazing stuff you're doing it's like every time i see your work i'm just like i should have stayed in with this i'm so like (laughs) i'm so envious that he's doing this stuff it's amazing i guess it's so good it's like um you know you you seem like you've had a lot of training uh like anatomy training and sculpting you know really traditional training have you had that or is this are you more self-taught do you think I'm more self-taught, but I've, the the one thing though that I would I would say is um, I've been fortunate to be um, taught by by Carlos Fuente. Oh a lot yeah, of, yeah, yeah. You do a lot yeah, of stuff with Carlos. I, I do a lot of stuff with Carlos, and so having his um, he's amazing. <clears throat> having him like, right. really teach me about form, right? Which is really what I focus on, and and I've I've also taken a lot of like. Um, 
anatomy courses. But to be honest with you, like my my knowledge of anatomy is now mostly just made up because I do more creatures. So when I go back to like human anatomy, I'm like, (laughs) how does this freaking insertion? I kind of just go. Well, I was just gonna kind of wrap right. that arm around you in that pose. So I don't have to worry about it. You know, it's kind of like vaguely you know, if it indicated. looks if it looks good, it looks good. You know, it's yeah. it's like if you have like a, a basic base of, you know, I don't know like the names of things. Yeah. It's like, but I know like basically how things are supposed to look. Basically, yeah. and that's enough, especially if you're doing creature stuff. I think. Yeah, it's more intuition based. Even right. though when I'm doing like more human figurative stuff, and I think that's where like um, you know going back to like when I was in school, like my my like I mean I couldn't really be bothered to really like learn all the muscle inside. I know I was I, the same way. I was the same some way. some people are like they they you go like skin deep they would name you the muscles. But oh I, yeah, I I think the more I'm um I found like in the in a time when I was more knowledgeable in anatomy and muscles, my works were a little stiffer. Mm. So there's a lot of like looseness that came into like the vagueness and right. I kind of like relied more on the intuition and kind of more like the feel of mm-hmm. you know I'm not really concerned with anything too accurate or scientific which I right. think a lot of people in CG out of necessity they do because like it's got to be up in film and it's got to look accurate true, yeah. and all that stuff so true, yeah true but the thing that the, the the you have the most important thing more important than any of that which is the eye you have the eye to know what looks good and what doesn't look good you know what no, I'm saying and, it's like that's key. That's it. I mean, I think over anything, it's like having an eye. If you have an eye, you can figure out how to fix it. But if you don't have the eye to see it, then you don't even know it needs fixing. That's where yeah. there's a problem. <laughs> you know that's what I mean? True. Yeah. You kind of just like figure out like how to finesse it to make it feel. It's about feeling right. 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 Like it feels okay. Right. Versus like I couldn't really tell what what was wrong with it or if i look at something i kind of feel that there, right exactly there's something wrong without really being able to articulate it but it's a weird it's almost like a psychic thing it's really strange because it's because yeah. it is it's a feeling it's yeah, a feeling it is, right? thing yeah, yeah and it's like you can't it's you, you can't put your finger on it but you you know even when you don't know what it is you feel that something's not right and then you have to think about okay what's not right about this yeah but you know, I think it's more, it should be called the third eye. Yeah, right? like, <laughs> totally. <laughs> it, it's kind of like that. <laughs> but I think you know, I I do think that you you know, not I'm not saying, and I'm not saying that. I think people definitely naturally have more of an eye than others, but you can develop your eye by looking at really good artwork all the time and just yeah. taking that in. That's kind of the way to do it. Really, is just to study, you know um study study artwork which uh is my segue to who are the artists that uh you've been really influenced by in your in your personal work you know like yeah um i mean obviously like you know carlos is is big for me carlos is so uh, i want to have him on the podcast he's so amazing i mean he's really amazing yeah i mean he's he's very articulate too like uh what i love about him is he's you know he's he can teach you more than just like you know like it's beyond design or monsters or, or mm. creatures or it's more philosophical mm. like on, on, on that level and I think he's the one who opened me up to to that level of of, of, of approach I guess um, so I mean obviously Carlos and then you know Stanislav Sokalski like I, yeah. I'm really into yeah. 
uh, like Rodin, like where Michelangelo, obviously not so much. I, I admire Bernini, but there's like, I, I'm drawn to figurative works that are just like, there's something, there's like some torment or some yeah, twist. Yeah. Like, yeah. I've seen that know. one, that one sculpture, I think it's a, di- it's a digital one. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's like the picture I saw, it's like a side view and it's almost like, oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that thing is that thing's amazing. Is that is that uh, all digital 3D or is that like a yeah? Yeah, that was that was rendered in um, unbelievable. I forgot what it was rendered in, but yeah, it was it was done in medium actually. That was done <laughs> in medium. Then, that was done in medium, oh refined in ZBrush, kind of right. just like you know, like sharpened it up and all right, that stuff. Right. And then I rendered it in in substance designer, which as a, as a painter you would probably. That's the other thing. I just was yeah. looking at this. Just after, right mm-hmm. before we were talking, I was like, because yeah. someone was mentioning uh, 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 sub- substance painter. Is that what it's called? There's or substance s- designer and then substance painter, which is all under Adobe. So it's like right. a, that whole umbrella of, right. of uh, yeah, yeah. tools. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> so I was looking into that because that seems like the next thing I'm going to need to yeah. get. You know, I've got the whole creative suite thing. Um, yeah. So I just it's it's I I need to to get those, um, but that's like kind of that you could render in in Substance Painter or, or yeah, there, there's sort of like a preview render, which I think that's where I I rendered that that piece. Yeah, that looks but like it, totally amazing. That that render looks great. So and then there's Adobe Dimension, which is what I'm using now to render, which is sort of more of a standalone rendering. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. So it, it's almost like Adobe's got their own sort of like suite of, of, of tools with medium, there's substance, and then there's dimension. You know, you can kind of just use that to um, to take your model from medium to substance to, to render, you know. Right, right. Or you can go the Unreal side of things where it's more uh, game-centric right, or real-time. Right, right, yeah. yeah. So... Yeah, that's yeah. that'll be next. That'll be next. I, I'm gonna get that. Um, uh, I'm gonna be hitting. You're gonna regret saying that you were. You never. You would help me because I'm gonna be like. Seriously, man. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm. I'm like. I've, I've admired your work for so long, but yeah, fuck. If if you, you need help, <laughs> uh, life is too short to not help the the art gods in your you know oh, generation, man. I Seriously, not it. to squid out on you. I but appreciate that's, it. That's that's uh. Respect, man. Respect. Ah, yeah, I, I really appreciate that. Yeah, I, it's weird. It's weird. This, it, it, it's also exciting. It feels like um, yeah. I don't know. See, t- personally, it feels like something's converging or coming together finally it, for mm-hmm. me personally with this somehow. Mm-hmm. And and it's like I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like something big is going to come. Come of this. It sounds like you were in. You know, you were in, in, in makeup effects, practical effects. Then you were going into CG at a time when it wasn't really ready for you. Yeah. It seems like. And then you built this world. Right. In the meantime, <laughs> I waited then, for the community to catch up with me and I built yeah. a world. <laughs> and now the community is offering you VR. Right. freaking reality to go, it's, it oh, now that you have this world, like, let's put it in VR. Yeah. It, it almost feels like it's good timing. Right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> that, now that you mention it that way, that's, that's, yeah, what a trip. What a trip. Yeah. 
just yeah, just I, how I'm kind of like seeing how things are kind of like aligned yeah, just no, through I this can, chat alone, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. And I, I never thought of that until you, you mentioned it. I really want to, yeah, I can't wait to, um, just aside from this, I got to, I want to show you, because I was doing some really pretty cool stuff on that, on those, those animations I did that Tool used. Mm-hmm. I was doing some really weird, and now it's, you know, nowadays it's probably like, oh, it's no big deal. But I was using like huge... I would take a figure and use up like really weird displacement maps that I wasn't supposed to, mm-hmm. you know, I was doing things you weren't supposed to do to fuck mm-hmm. everything up. And it yeah. got really cool, like weird, really weird stuff, like using a, um, uh, like a ripple, Fractal uh, a, a, stuff. yeah, like a, a procedural ripple displacement map on a head in a, yeah. in a certain way that just made it like totally trippy, weird, mm-hmm psychedelic and really cool stuff and but it was all like creepy like everything i I did was like really weird and and creepy man hearing this i think you're gonna (laughs) love substance more than medium man really uh substance is like all about the materials right you can just play with it layer layer it um yeah a lot like it's quite amazing man yeah like you could just do your own custom material and it's just you can get the most complicated to just like the most elegantly simple uh, materials. Yeah, that, I, that's <clears throat> another thing. Back then, there wasn't a ZBrush, and there wasn't even a good painting, three D model painting program back then that I yeah. that I could remember. It was like, it was a bitch to do. I, I was doing all these textures like with you know texture. Uh, texture mapping and mm-hmm. and like procedural mixing and, and yeah. you know and it was like it was really difficult it's i was just looking at that and i was like wow some of the samples were just like you know they have like sample materials you can download i was looking at I was like yeah. these are all the skin humans skin yeah, textures it's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> pimples yeah man. yeah <laughs> <laughs> It's so exciting. So, I mean, are you doing like, uh, are you working every day on your on your own work, or how often are are you are you sculpting your own stuff nowadays? Uh, mostly every day. Like, there are some days when I, when I'm just like, I'm just gonna watch Netflix. But pretty much, I've been pretty consistent consistent ever since like my GeoCities days, man. Like, I've never really let up with the personal stuff like i've been you know like trying to catch up on new technology obviously vr um all that stuff but i've been i've been fairly consistent because i think it just at this point it became such a ritual for me that it's like it's like breakfast right you just yeah kind of just do it it's just such a part of your life that if i don't do it i feel like uh you know i kind of feel anxious yeah to it so yeah yeah i know that feeling Uh, how, how, do you ever get your stuff 3D printed? Have you gone? Have you ever? Are you into that at all? Or because I know some people are really into 3D printing. You know, it's like a another thing that's happening. Right yeah, um, I was into it a little, and and the, when I was in in the medium team back at Oculus, we printed out this two things, like this big dinosaur thing that I did in medium, and then the gentle giant painted it, and then we did this Carlos Wante creature that's like pretty pretty big and then tim gore actually painted it oh for no way us. tim gore's been so on the podcast <laughs> oh yeah he's i mean old pal of mine so he's one of the in my opinion <clears throat> best painters in the industry and yep, he did this sure. like painting for us and but it was like a, a pretty trip to see like a big uh 
3D print of, of that piece, but I've never never really taken taken any interest as much as the other CG people on like 3D printing. Oddly enough, I don't know why. Uh, for me, I, I, I'm like if I'm going to have something substantial like that, I'd just rather do do it in clay or something. Right, I think yeah. for me, it's like if especially now with medium, I'm like I'm happy with that. You know, right. like. I don't consider the 3D print as sort of a, the final product, the true representation yeah, of that product. Right. Clay is a true representation right. of that product, but 3D print is is for me not like I don't put as much value into it as I would with like a clay piece. Right, you know, right. like I just bought this this head from uh, Julian Murray from from the UK. He worked on Harry Potter and he has this beautiful bust of uh he sculpted in clay of this head. Uh-huh. Um he was selling and I'm like, man, yeah, that that's if it was 3D printed, I probably right. would not even buy it, you right. know, but the fact that it was in clay, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> I'm, a, I'm probably pissing off a lot of CG guys. <laughs> I kind of feel the same like yeah. It, 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 from a from a like a production standpoint or for a, like a, an efficiency standpoint um a design standpoint you know mm-hmm. mirroring it makes sense to do stuff in, in uh in um in the computer but you know for the i it for me it's like i don't have a 3d printer Mm-hmm. I could I have friends with 3D printers which I probably will experiment maybe send them a file or something but I can you know sculpt the thing and yeah, mold yeah. it and cast it myself yeah. in like less time than it would be to to do all that less yeah. time and maybe less money but um uh so do you have a a a long history in clay No my my history with clay has really just been when I was at ILM I would take like sculpting classes there um and for a while, I was sculpting consistently in clay. So I think um, that's where I really got to to see form in in because I noticed like people who don't sculpt in clay but do CG, they look at it flatly, right? But I think anyone who sculpts in clay, you're 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 seeing in the round, right? Like right. you're you're viewing this thing as a volume, right? So very volumetric way of looking at 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 your 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 piece versus i think with zbrush people who don't sculpt it's just like very they're just working on it on one view instead right. of like you're turning around you're assessing you know dimensionally right. um but i, I kind of regret not really uh keeping up with it because i i felt like i was improving especially through carlos's guidance mm-hmm. you know like he was he was really giving me some like in clay like he would show me his his technique right and then I went full blast on CG out of necessity. And right. I just took a lot of that concept and, and intuition that I brought to clay in, especially with medium, the way in which I create yeah. the model in medium is very much how I would create in clay in layers. In fact, I'll show it to you one day. Like you may appreciate the technique of like building up in like layers instead of like oh, pulling yeah. everything from that one. Right. Yeah. One I, surface, I did mess know? around a little bit with yeah. layers in, in uh, medium. Yeah. I put some eyeballs in my zombie head in a yeah, separate, yeah. separate layer. <laughs> and then you can merge that. You, you know, oh, say, really? Say you're doing, um, you're blocking in your your face mm-hmm. into like the livers of clay as different layers. And then what you can do is you select all those and merge it and then start 
blending it. it it's oh, like really? clay, dude. Yeah. Well, when you get to that workflow, oh, I'm wait. sure you're gonna <laughs> your 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 mind's gonna be blown even more, man. Yeah. It's like yeah. yeah. It's our it's already so blown. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, so do you ever have the urge to get, get into the clay now for just for fun? In in fact, um, cost clay sent me, um, like a a demo of, uh, their, their new cost clay, Uh which I've been meaning to, to, to get to, to the one that that you bake and it's rubbery. It kind of flex flexible. Yeah. I I haven't used that yet. Yeah, the shiftlets I think were um, yeah. they were doing some some cool stuff with it. So um, I, I got a, a you know like a a, a bunch. So I've, but it's one of those things where it's like oh, but VR is so convenient. I know, <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know. It's so much faster too. <laughs> it is, it is, man. Yeah. So it's yeah. on me to just kind of get off my ass and stop being lazy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, if you're satisfied as an artist, you're satisfied as an artist, you don't need to, you know, if yeah, complicate things. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing about, one thing that tripped me out in uh, Medium mm-hmm. is, and it's like, I almost don't like it, but it tripped me out is that it doesn't feel like it has any weight. Yeah. So it makes it feel like it's made out of like styrofoam or something. Yeah, it, it just like yeah. I, I wish there was a way. I wouldn't even know how that would be possible. But it's like I wish it had a little bit of weight. It makes it seem cheap. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. airy and it like it, it, you know what I'm saying? Like sculpting with a uh, with, with shaving cream, as I, I like to compare. Right. 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 Yeah. I, I, I so. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. No, go ahead. Sorry. Oh no, no. I was just gonna say, like the 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 trick to circumventing that would be to just knock your the settings of your tools down to like, say, if it's at thirty by default, like I knock it down to like five, because then that gives it, like, say, the move to right, like, right, you know, like, right. Compared to like wet clay versus like aroma hard plastic. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. No, yeah. I, I I did figure that part out. That's when I really started going like, oh shit. Yeah. Like when I took the uh deflate mm-hmm. the deflate and got it really small and lowered it down so you had really yeah. fine control. That's when I started tripping out. I'm talking about like you know, yeah. it feels light. You know yeah. what I mean? You, you blow yeah. it up big and it feels light. It's almost like it feels like it should have weight somehow even though it's impo- it's impossible, but um, I know. that's one thing yeah, I was like, like one, it's two one to one with your hand it'd be cool if there was a way for like if you move your hand this way there's like a delay yeah or power. like a bounce or something like yeah, it almost like, is like it has simulating I don't know I don't know um, yeah that, that <laughs> it's so funny yeah, I agree with you there it's it's like um, it's it, it lacks the sensitivity and, and that's the thing where I think ZBrush shines is that you know you have right. the, the Wacom to press on the surface and you can kind of control that uh, right, the sensitivity right. yeah, you, yeah that's true right? that's yeah. do you now do you remember i remember one of the things that back in the day of the you know hundred thousand dollar sgi <laughs> machines you had to run you know uh lightweight or not light maya or back that remember or yeah, whatever. yeah softimage and all that stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. this there was one place that this one they were doing like a force feedback sculpting oh, arm remember that yeah, it was like a that. black thing, and it's like you could feel the you'd be sculpting, yeah, in digital clay, and it actually had 
like a feel force feedback thing to it. I remember that was like, that's going to be the big thing. And it just like never kind of, <laughs> it had never like took off. that contraption that the aliens, the gun, the sort of like, the, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember that one. It's, <laughs> it's so funny to, it's, it's, it's so quaint now when you think about it. I know. It's, it's like a art, art, uh, like archives of the past. Right? Yeah, like yeah. There's so much artifacts of, of the past. Yeah. So much, so much of that stuff. So much of that stuff that just never quite took off or never was quite good enough. Even yeah. I remember when my dad was a, a painter. You know, when I was a kid, and um, this guy, my dad used to do some airbrushing to airbrush his backgrounds, and um, this guy came over and demoed. I forget the, I forget the name of it. It was some weird name, but it was a. A thing you hooked up to your airbrush, mm-hmm. you know, because normally with an airbrush you have like either cups of paint, different paint, and you just change them out, or you have a mm-hmm. single cup and you just clean it out, adds more paint. This had like a plastic container, and you'd put all your paints in here, strap it on your arm, and then had these tubes that went to Whoa. this contraption that went to your airbrush, so you could just like change the colors what? and That's mix crazy. mix the colors, turn some off, and you could actually mix colors as they're coming through the tube, Whoa. and it was like a great idea, but it didn't really work that well, so it never really kind of took off, <laughs> but it was such a cool idea. I and would imagine you'd have to like clean... At some point, yeah, before all the colors turn to mud or something, right? Right, you know? yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. It never quite worked, like it clogged. The concept's awesome, yeah, it's like it a was power like, glove, yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just reminded me that was like shh, probably in the late 70s that dude brought it over oh, and did man. this demo back in the day. And he was just like some artist guy that kind of like yeah. built it, you know, Came built it himself. It's it pretty cool. If he had Kickstarter back then. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That's pretty amazing that Oculus uh, started on Kickstarter. What a trip. Uh, yeah, it's like humble beginnings of, of, of that company. Yeah. Now like, I know. Crazy. Ubiquitous with, with like VR. You know? That's, I mean, that might be a way to do the, the dystopia VR games through Kickstarter, actually. Because, I, I, I mean, I've... I've I raised help raise money on Kickstarter for my documentary. We got that funded, mm-hmm. and then my book, which is yeah. I just have to finish the book because it's four years four years late. Four so years it's like I can't it, yeah. do any other Kickstarter projects until I deliver <laughs> all my all my stuff yeah. for that. And people have been really cool about it. Thank God. But yeah. um, it's a it's a great uh, resource for that sort of thing, especially with. Yeah. And then like painting classes in imagine painting classes in VR yeah, yeah, where you could go to and or sculpting where you could go like even like 3D uh, uh, like 3D video yeah. to where you go in, like a zoom and some, or something right like, and you yeah, go in yeah. the studio and look at what the person who's teaching you could look around at the sculpture yeah. you could look over their shoulder I mean yeah. I think all this stuff is like zoom, like like you're saying, zoom or whatever. It's all going to be VR, I think. I really think yeah, so. Like it's it's like having someone there in VR with you while you're sculpting. Yeah, and if you can do it in medium. Like you could, there could be two of you there in medium and studio share. Oh, really? It's like you're hanging out. Like yeah, I did that with a, a bunch of artists. Ah, oh, cool. You're just hanging out, man. It's like you forget that you're in VR. And right. So because so, you'd like look over, there's, <laughs> there's your friend over there also sculpting, scaling no the way. model like it's big. And you all could totally stuff. teach a, a yeah. medium classes in medium. Yeah, yeah. That's that's essentially my my hope is that I can I can use that as a means to because uh, I love to teach too. So mm-hmm. like a 
more more exciting for me is is using that as a means to kind of um, teach teach classes and stuff like yeah. that. So, yeah. How exciting! You must be really excited. I'm, I'm like I'm <laughs> over the moon, man. I'm, <laughs> Can't even, can't even like really believe it's happening. But I, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm gonna just not gonna bump into anything. I might wake up or something. Right. How, how do you like working uh, for Adobe? It's amazing. It's really the dream company for me. And I, I've worked. I've been fortunate enough to work at like a lot of really good places. Like mm-hmm. with, I mean, you know, ILM for all its kind of issues with the film industry. That's still like. The childhood dream right you know? and uh, valve was amazing it's one of the best companies to work for in the games industry and then facebook uh, in tech but you know like adobe i think it kind of leads everything leads up to that because it's a, it's a company focused on art and being an artist right. coming into that with with all these toys at your disposal you know yeah it it's it's like the best place for me because i uh, i honestly felt like they didn't really know what to do with artists at Facebook. And granted, you know, they're, they're not really an art company right, right. Um, as, as great as they were to work with, but it, it, there was still, you know, it was in the complete glove that fit in my hands. Right. It's, right. With, with Adobe, I feel at least right now, it's like, fits like a glove, man. Like, well, like what I do, they, they appreciate and you know like i can definitely maximize my output there so yeah well, as an artist yeah i mean their products are made for people like you so you know they yeah you know <clears throat> yeah i'm i'm i love adobe stuff i've always loved adobe stuff since i first started using photoshop i mean mm-hmm. like you know i i use photoshop a lot like I, I i i love photoshop but i really got into especially when i was doing that dvd Mm-hmm. I got into After Effects big time. Yeah, yeah. Like I love After Effects. I was doing, I was doing, all, building all my models, mm-hmm. rendering the animations in separate passes with mm-hmm. alpha channels, and then I bring them all into uh, uh, After Effects, mm-hmm. and then I would start messing with everything and changing yeah. the composition and changing. Like I would take a single. Like I have one of the animations is like this. I took, a, I took a, um, I made a model. Just a simple like shape, which is this. It was a, 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 a an X-ray of a dead guy, mm-hmm. and it, so it looks like an X-ray of this weird body, and it's all like it's probably like an old dead yeah. guy that's all kind of mashed together and weird. So it's like kind of this yeah. weird shape, and so yeah. I ma- I uh, mapped it on, texture mapped this image, super simple, put some bones in it, and animated it just like writhing like this, <laughs> right? So I just had a a looping. And single looping animation of, of 10 seconds of it writhing, right? Yeah. So I rendered that out with an alpha channel, took it into um, After Effects, and then I, like, staggered them. I put them in different layers and made them smaller and more blurry as they went away. Uh, so I didn't have to render depth of field or anything. Yeah. And, you know, did the blurring in After Effects, put, like, a weird procedural background I generated in... Um, in uh, uh, Lightwave, the, mm-hmm. the text procedural, te- animated procedural textures, practice, yeah. and just stuck it in the background, and it's like it looks so amazing. <laughs> it was, <laughs> I really like. I remember at that time, I was if I didn't like completely burn myself out by pushing myself so hard, I was thinking I could do this like as an artist. This is such a great yeah. creative process. 
because it's, you know, it's very intuitive. Like I was able to, to keep changing things even as I went. And normally, you know, in, in 3d animation, especially you mm-hmm. tend to think like, you know, you're kind of stuck with, you have to yeah. kind of keep things, you have to have your idea and then you have to execute your idea and render everything. But this way of working, I kind of figured out this workflow was like, I could keep playing with it and keep adding things yeah. and changing things. And it was, it was really fun. And it's, it's definitely one of the things I probably missed most about, um, my time doing 3d is, is, is composing things and, and, and after effects yeah. and really, I think it's one of Adobe's best, even better than Photoshop, man. I think as a tool, yeah, that's like probably the most artistic because, because you're dealing with motion and you're also mm-hmm. like the ability to layer it. And I used it before too. It's just the amount of stuff you can do. Oh, I know. Is, is, I know. It's really amazing. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, I never would render a whole scene in Lightwave because it was just like, yeah. especially back then, it yeah. was just too much work for the computer oh, yeah. to do. So it was like, in passes. Yeah. You do it in passes. And, and then you also have more options and you can kind of move things around yeah. and, uh, now you're making me want to totally get back into digital. <laughs> I already have this 15, 20 year career I've been on of oil painting, and now you're making me want to go back to digital. It's, it's never too late, man. <laughs> I, I mean, look at me. I'm almost, I'm almost fifty, and I'm just now starting with VR. You know, like, and I'm gonna oh, learn. That makes me feel okay. You're almost fifty. I'm fifty three, right. so we're not that far. Right. I'm like 46, yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm, again, I'm considered old. Okay, I'm good, like, good. That makes me feel never better. too late, man. <laughs> like, yeah. So, I, do, do you have any um, uh, plans? Any plans for the future as far as things you want to do, or are you just kind of like playing it by ear and seeing where this where this uh, rabbit hole goes? Yeah, I've al- always been mainly into like trusting my gut right mm-hmm. like kind of following where where i feel things are headed the right way um but i think after accumulating this much experience already at this point like it's time to kind of like put used to a lot of what i've gotten into maybe something more of a plan so if if that's more of like um you know creating my own uh animation or just being more independent eventually mm-hmm. like you know, maybe some years from now to kind of gain enough of a, a name or whatever to be able to support myself independently and just do, you know, like what you're doing in terms of like expressing yourself in with your own ideas and, and in a way that you do. Mm. Um, I think, I think that's, that's, that's sort of the high bar for a lot of artists, right. right to be able to yeah. live that way. Yeah. Um, but I've always been sort of more in the professional setting. So like to, to make that jump, is very daunting because I've always had to rely on like a company. To, right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it's been my crutch, but a good crutch, right? Oh yeah. Like, as as, as long artist, as like, yeah, as long yeah. as it's 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 continuing to move you forward and you're yeah. growing as an artist, then you're yeah. you know you're golden. I'm golden. Yeah, I feel very fortunate, but I'm I, I still don't feel like it's I'm maximizing what's inside my like. Eventually, I want to just purge all of that right. because I yeah. got so much stuff I want to oh, yeah. do. You know, like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you definitely have a, a vision. You know, I could see in your work, it's like you've got you've got an artistic vision that needs to be, like, expressed. Yeah, yeah. unplugged or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah this, your stuff is just, like, you know, I, I, really amazing. 
I mean, Thank you, as man. good That's as it, an honor. as good as Thank it you. gets. It's really it's exciting to see. That's another thing. Back in the day, I would see you know, like like I said, I, I remember taking my t- tape to that one dude, the dude who did mm-hmm. what was it called that clown movie? Uh, bingo, bingo. <laughs> 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 so I remember taking it to him and I had like all my weird shit on this. It, it was still that stuff that tool ended up using, but it yeah, was my yeah. demo reel at the time. And it was cool. It was weird and, and totally this fucked up. And it, and it was like, nobody's doing using 3d to do this weird stuff like this. And I thought he would like give me a job or something, but I never heard back from him. Cause, and I remember <laughs> um, back then there wasn't a lot of artists it was like more like tech people like that, yeah. that were into it in, in a way that, you know, for the same reason, because it's like it's fun and it's mm-hmm. interesting and it's building. You're building things and making things. But it was yeah. more like engineering type people that were doing it. And so yeah. to see someone like you totally immersed in the technology is really cool. Like it's like finally people can see you know, what this stuff is capable of, you know, because you couldn't back then because there wasn't mm-hmm. a lot of people with like a vi- artistic vision back then doing it. Oh, wow. You know, man, that's 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 amazing to hear. Thank you, man. No, Thank it's you. I'm so, you know, so, so impressed with with your work. I'm so uh, inspired by your work, really. It's, Thank you, like Chad. I said, I it's. Mean, it's uh, <laughs> man, you keep giving me an ego here. Like <laughs> No, it's just you know, like it's, thank you, thank you. I, 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 I'm I'm very very honored to hear that. I swear, like, yeah, and, and you know, it's it's awesome hearing it from someone who appreciates a lot of the things I've appreciated growing up, right? And and whose works I've I've admired. So it's it's trippy, man. Like you know, you do like doing art. You kind of forget that uh, you do things that are. Like I do it because it's like ah, oh, it's cool for me. But then you know you realize other people are like gravitating. To oh it. yeah, it trips me out. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Really? Like I was, <laughs> I was just doing I, this because it was fun. <laughs> it was fun, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's like the. I mean, this this is the amazing thing about art. You know, it's like yeah. uh, you 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 know. I think most artists, most artists I know, if not all artists I know, are really doing it because it's fun and they Mm -hmm. love it and they have to express it. It's like a thing in us and it's what we love to do. And if people like it, that's great. You know, it's like, you know, it's not like we're doing it. Oh, I I want all these people to be happy. So I'm busting my ass making this work, which I do. I definitely want to inspire and stuff, but really the main reason is because it's so fucking fun. It's, it's like fun. it's like yeah. the funnest thing I could think to do. Really, it's like that's it's why like I, the only thing I feel that tickles something that's like, you know, that feeling when you're you, you're in that kind yeah. of mode of like, it's hard to explain. Totally. But it's like this vibration. You're oh, kind I of know. Like feeling right. Yeah. It's like it's almost like a drug. It's like it feels. It it's like you feel. Um, energized all of a sudden and you feel like yeah. in a good mood. It's weird. It's it's, it's yeah. definitely when you are in the flow and things are working well. It's yeah. just like a buzz. It's like a major yeah. buzz. It's like a healthy drug. You know what I mean? And then you and then you sleep. You wake up. You look at it. You go, "Oh man, that sucks." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or or even worse is when you are not in the in the flow and you're trying yeah. to get some work, get something done, and it's just not clicking, and it oh, puts yeah. you in a terrible mood, and mm-hmm. you can't sleep, and you feel like it just it's like 
It's like you're not getting a drug. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I need my fix, man. <laughs> well, man, I really uh, thanks for coming on. I really, really enjoy talking to you. Really, likewise, um, man. Likewise, I'm going. Thank you. Going. Uh, I'm going away from this extremely excited and psyched about the future. And um, yeah, I hope people who listen. There's we've got a lot of regulars, um, artists, re- regulars that listen to this podcast. Get an Oculus Quest too, because it's you know if you can, yeah, it's this it's affordable. Finally, VR is yeah, affordable. They, didn't they like lower the price? Like they took off like a hundred bucks or something. There's what, maybe during the holiday season. Maybe uh, I mean it's like yeah. it's three hundred for the smaller storage one and four hundred yeah. for the the bigger storage one. I think. Yeah. But I I encourage everyone listening to get one and get Adobe mm-hmm. Medium and start. You know this stuff is. it's a trip it's It's beyond a trip trip. um so yeah anyway i I, because i i i just uh, i'm so excited i feel like an idiot i feel like an idiot because i'm so excited about it (laughs) (laughs) anyway so um yeah where so where can people find your work if they haven't seen your work which i'm sure they have but for those of you um, my, it. my social media, I usually post on Instagram. So it's at, if you go Instagram at geo Nackpil. So my last name is N A K P I L. That's, uh, that's a hard one to pronounce for people. For some reason they call me nip <laughs> nipple napkin. It's na- <laughs> I had to, I had to write it down. N A C K P I L L. It's like, I had to phonetically write it out. Oh, that makes perfect sense. Cause I heard you say it in another interview. Cause I wanted to pronounce it right. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, props to you on that. But that's hard. That's really hard. <laughs> so yeah. Um, and then we'll put your, you know, any links you want will be in the, des- yeah. the description of the podcast. And, um, yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I look forward to staying in touch with you for sure. Uh, please, please do. And whatever, you know, help you need with your project. If you ever decide to uh, start that up, you know, I'm so going to be hitting you up. You don't even know. We're going to be like best pals. You'll see. Yes. (laughs) Yes. My, my goal is to be in, in VR with the stuff that you do. So, you know, excellent. Excellent. (laughs) Cool. Well, uh, thanks. I really enjoyed talking to you. I really, really appreciate you taking the time and, at the end of the podcast, we always say goodbye to the audience. So let's say goodbye. Goodbye, audience. Goodbye, audience. Thank you for listening. Thank you, everybody. Bye.